Today, we're talking about all things focus and productivity through the lens of supplementation. So we will talk about meds uh, for those of you who live with ADHD, uh, like myself. Uh, we're going to talk about some more holistic, natural approaches like herbal supplements, some natural stimulants, and some uh, gentler approaches to focus and productivity. Welcome to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I'm your host, Jacob Moore. I'm a speaker, coach, childhood suicide loss survivor, and filmmaker who left Hollywood to follow my heart of service. I've helped tens of thousands of people find the balance in their life between passion and profits. On the show, I'm going to teach you how to build a trauma-responsive, resilient, and impactful community and organization, all without burning out. Let's get started. So this is sort of the second in the series on this topic. Last time I talked a lot through the lens of ADHD because that's something that I associate with and I know a lot of people do. But regardless of whether you have that diagnosis, focus and productivity uh, is, I think, a topic that is challenging for a, a lot of people to not only talk about, but to uh, master, to live with, to find approaches that work for them um, in a sustainable way, i.e. not mega dosing caffeine, which we'll talk about today. But during my uh, last solo episode, we talked about behavioral modifications, approaches using tools and, and, and modifications to things like routine. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it because there's some really, I think, just simple but uh, powerful approaches to using behavioral modification to increase focus and productivity. And again, I think that's for everyone. It's sort of, from my perspective, the toe dip in the water uh, if you're finding yourself, you know, having very scattered thoughts or being distracted a lot or, you know, an inability to stay still for a period of time to be able to focus and be productive, uh, some of those behavioral modifications might work well for you. Um, in particular, there's a tool called Sunsama that I use. It is a great productivity and organization tool to keep me on track for my goals and objectives and make sure that the tasks that I'm doing are aligned with my objectives. Time boxing, the Pomodoro technique, using you know smarter goal setting. There's you know lots of different approaches. So check that episode out if you missed it. But today again, we're talking about supplementation. So uh, let's just dig right in. I I think that uh, the number one thing to talk about, the first thing to talk about here is prescriptions. So for those of you who do live with ADHD or have had that you know diagnosis at some point or another, inevitably something along the lines of you know Ritalin or a prescription drug to help focus has come up for you, or maybe you you have taken them or currently take them. I'm just going to really touch on this very briefly because a couple of reasons. 
A, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, or anyone who is an expert in medication. I think that they can be very powerful tools and work really well for some people. There is absolutely no shame uh, in taking meds. And certainly if that is a tool that works for you or one that you want to explore, fantastic. Talk with your your healthcare provider uh, about the benefits and drawbacks of using a prescription to help you deal with those, you know, whether it's ADHD or symptoms that are like ADHD. I personally, when I was younger, uh, took Ritalin and it did not work well for my body. I'm someone who is extremely sensitive to stimulants and it got to a point of, of having an unhealthy relationship with it. So I don't, I don't currently take them. Uh, again, it just didn't work for my body and, and that's okay. But I, you know, know uh, adults in, you know, my life right now who do use them very successfully. And, you know, that's a really positive choice for them. So that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. Just that those are an option. They are out there. And, you know, whether or not it is something that works well for you is up to you and your, you know, conversation with your, with your doctor, really. So moving on from that, I want to talk about some other types of supplements that can help increase focus and productivity. Listen, I'm, I'm not, you know, Dr. Andrew Huberman here. Okay. Uh, I, I like to look at tools, their functionality, what is effective. And we're doing this in a short amount of time here. So I'm not going to dig into all of the science. I'm not going to, you know, really get into, you know, deep on these things because that's not my background. I'm looking for functional, what is going to just work. Dr. Huberman has a fantastic, very in-depth episode on focus and productivity, um, where he gets into a lot of supplementations, specifically talking about caffeine. So some of the, um, what I'm going to share with you today was inspired by that episode on caffeine and uh, some of the research um, that my team pulled up came from um, his episode on caffeine. So I want to give credit where credit's due and also say that I'm not going to get into that deep. We're going to be very high level here. So what I want to talk about with caffeine is first and foremost, that it is a stimulant. And a lot of people use caffeine well, just period, that, that in and of itself, a lot of people use caffeine. In fact, it is the second most consumed beverage in the United States, second only to water in the form of coffee. So if you are drinking, you know, regular coffee or even decaffeinated coffee, like I do, then you are getting uh, some amount of caffeine anywhere from, you know, six milligrams up to 20 plus milligrams, um, depending on how much, uh, what strength it is. So a lot of people use caffeine. Caffeine is something that can have uh, dependency associated with it. And many people use it in place of food or in place of 
you know, other types of fuel as a way to feel awake, to feel stimulated, to feel focused. And I'm not going to get too much into that. I, I do have an article on prioritizing food over stimulants and um, talking about, you know, sort of the pros and cons with that. But today, since we're focused on focus and productivity, uh, I just want to say around it that caffeine is a really powerful tool for focus and productivity. And, and I certainly don't want to scare you away from using it um, by saying that there are drawbacks to it, which are things like insomnia, insomnia, worsened sleep quality, anxiety, dehydration, increased heart rate, appetite suppressant. It can heighten sugar cravings. There can be dependency, uh, withdrawal symptoms like headache, fatigue, depressed, mood, irritability, severe afternoon energy crashes. That's one that I think pops up for a lot of people, especially if you're, you're consuming caffeine in the morning and then knowing that you know, past a certain time in the day, it can affect your sleep at night. Having an afternoon crash when that caffeine leaves your body is very, very common. So, you know, that afternoon slump is, is a real thing. So those are kind of some of the negative or the drawbacks of caffeine, but here's, here's the, the good stuff with it and why you might want to consider using caffeine, increasing um, focus and memory, delayed feelings of fatigue. So it doesn't make you not tired. If you didn't get a good night's rest, that feeling of, you know, lack of sleep is still, it's going to catch up with you, but it can delay it enough to get a workout in to, you know, get through a meeting, to get a task done, to make that drive, whatever you might be using it for. Caffeine can help with improved athletic performance. That's something, you know, uh, before a race or a lot of, you know, people who do strength training will use um, caffeine to help for that short burst of focus and and energy. There's a dopamine uh, boost with it. So those feel-good uh, receptors, or rather the dopamine connects with the feel-good receptors in your brain, but to in, in fact make you, you know, feel good in those moments. Faster mental, mental and physical reaction time. There's neuroprotective effects to caffeine. It speeds up your metabolism, reduces hunger, and can actually combat headaches as well. So, you know, there's lots of good stuff with caffeine. Again, with good always comes, you know, some some negative or drawbacks. So understanding how it works for you. I, I heard this a long time ago, and I find it to be true that there are three types of people when it comes to caffeine. Those who can have a, a cup or two feel a stimulant effect. And, you know, generally that feels good, feels positive. Much more than that, three plus cups of coffee, they tend to feel, start to feel a little jittery or a little anxious or a little overstimulated. And I think that's kind of the majority of people's relationship with caffeine. Then you have um, people like me who are very sensitive to caffeine. I mentioned earlier, I'm sensitive to stimulants in general, caffeine being one of them. When I have a cup of coffee, I, or, or caffeine really in any form, I feel it. I feel it in a sense of like 
vasodilation. So my blood feels like it is flowing. I, I oftentimes feel a little flush. My heart uh, rate will increase. And if I have like a full cup of regular coffee, uh, my heart will actually have palpitations and skip beats. It increases anxiety for me and just a sense of like unease. And it's it's just not a comfortable feeling. So if you're someone who lives with, you know, any type of anxiety or have, you know, challenges around feeling overly stimulated and you drink caffeine, there could be a connection there. For me, I, the, the like unfortunate thing is I really love the taste of coffee. I, I just like, I think it's, it's delicious. It's ritualistic and I really enjoy it. So I do every morning uh, have a cup of decaf coffee and it gives me, it, it has about six milligrams of caffeine. So it is like enough to give me a little kick and, and, and I feel it. I know it sounds weird for those of you who have a pretty normal relationship with caffeine, but I, I feel a kick from it. And, uh, you know, again, it's part of that, that morning ritual that I really enjoy. So I will use it, you know, before workouts, before a race. Otherwise I try to, as Dr. Huberman, uh, recommend delay my caffeine intake about 90 minutes in the morning to not have a dependency with it. And to, when I do want to use it for performance, uh, have it be as potent and effective as possible. There are then a third group of people, uh, like my brother who can drink a bucket of coffee every day. Like he drinks a pot of coffee and it's like drinking water to him. He can have as much as he wants and he's just not sensitive to caffeine. He feels the effects, but he doesn't feel overstimulated from it. And, uh, I, I envy him because again, I love the taste of coffee, but I digress on this topic. So caffeine is a tool. And, and again, coffee isn't the only uh, place we can get caffeine. Of course, tea and, you know, energy drinks and chocolate. And, there, you know, there are other places to get caffeine. But again, coffee is the second most used drink beverage in the United States and um, the world over. I'm sure it is um, right up there with tea in a lot of places. So there you go. That's caffeine. Next, I want to talk about nootropics. So this is something that I've been nerding out on for probably, you know, a year and a half to two years now. And uh, nootropics are micro doses of substances, most naturally occurring, that are very targeted and have a, you know, specific effect uh on your system, uh, in, in particular, your cognitive function. So I'm going to talk about nootropics through the lens of a product called thesis, um, which I personally use and have for over a year now. I am not affiliated with them, but I am going to leave a link in my, uh, in the show notes here in case you want to check them out. It is a referral link. I will I think I get like $25 off of my future orders if you use that link for full disclosure there. But I, uh, it's a product that I really like and stand behind. Um, and I'll tell you why. They are very transparent about the science. 
the ingredients and the customizability uh, of this product, I really like. So I'm not going to talk a lot about the science of nootropics because Thesis has a um, great resource on their site about the science of nootropics. And uh, Dr. Huberman talks about them a little bit as well. But take thesis.com in case you you just want to go there and you don't want to use my link. They, I, I think, do a, a great job of sharing how nootropics work. What I particularly like, and I'm actually navigating to their site right now, are the ingredients list. Now, this is not something that, that they used to have on their site, and they did it recently. And I, I really appreciate this because it's just full transparency on what is in their supplementation. So each supplement has sort of a, a combination of a few different ingredients. And they sort of have, you know, very, very cute names associated with them, uh, like, you know, energy, focus, motivation, clarity, things of that nature. And the combination of the ingredients are, you know, sort of focused for that purpose. You can get configurations with and without caffeine. So if you're someone who enjoys using caffeine and that is a good, you know, source of, uh, of focus and productivity for you, then you can get supplementation with caffeine. I get them without and, and I find that some of the, some of the combinations are very potent. Again, I'm very sensitive to, uh, to stimulants. So in particular, the, the combinations that have, that are like for energy or motivation tend to be a little overstimulating for me. And a lot of the little packets come with, you know, two to three capsules. I generally only take one, but there's some really great formulas that do work well for me. Clarity in particular, I like, I just started using uh, another one called confidence that I think really works well with my body. And, you know, the cool thing is that they'll send you some supplements and then you get to try them out and see which combination works for you. You can swap them out. Of course, they have a subscription service and um, so on and so forth. But uh, I would encourage you to, to go to their site and just check out the science, check out the ingredients, even if you don't want to use the product, because there's just a lot of good information and it's sort of a, a one-stop shop. So some of the ingredients, I'm just going to read some of them because you're, I know you're going to be familiar with them. So alpha G GPC, they have alpha GCP 50%, choline, ginkgo, there's like zynamite from, uh, from mango, lion's mane, B12, uh, let's see here artichoke extract, ginseng, DHA, ashwagandha, magnesium, sage, saffron extract, magnolia bark extract, caffeine, L-theanine. So these little substances, they're, they're naturally occurring and they're very potent. Just because it's herbal or just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's not very potent. So why I'm sharing this is because they will put their formulations into combinations that work toward a specific goal. 
However, you can find these individual supplements on their own as well. So, you know, it, it may be beneficial for you to find something, just a particular ingredient that really works well for you and stick with that. Maybe you don't need a, an entire combination. So for me, you know, sometimes there, there might be ingredients. It's just like a multivitamin, vitamin, right? It's a, it's a, you know, very broad spectrum approach and you might be getting some of what you need, some things that you don't or extra, and then, you know, still be lacking in some areas. Whereas an individual supplement, you can really dial in what works for you. So, you know, maybe alpha GCP is the one that just, just works with your brain. And maybe that's all you need and you don't need the other stuff. So again, I'm not, and I'm not trying to sell you on thesis specifically, but again, I think it's a good resource. And if you're someone who wants to, you know, do a little self-experimentation and explore, you know, what works for you, that might be a good way to go. The nice thing I think about using a trusted brand like Thesis is you know you're not going to overdo it. You aren't going to, you know, use too much of one supplement. So do your research, find, you know, what the you know lowest effective dose is for substances and start with that. And then, you know, you can always um, increase from there depending on what you and your healthcare providers recommend for you. So those are nootropics. Um, they've been really, uh, I would say, game-changing for me on days that I really need to just buckle down, focus, or I have a meeting, or I need to be um, creative. That's another blend, uh, creativity. I, I will use them. I don't every single day or every single circumstance, but um, when I know that I have a period coming up that I just need to be dialed in in a specific way, I'll use one of the supplements and and it, and it works well for me. The last thing that I want to mention on supplementation is just good old fashioned water. Water is so overlooked when it comes to uh, focus and productivity, but it is, I, I think, should be the first, uh, the go-to unless you are someone who is really paying attention to how much water you're consuming and you're getting, you know, half your body weight in ounces every single day or more, then in all likelihood, you are a little bit dehydrated. We certainly wake up that way in the morning, which is why it's a great idea to drink a full glass of water first thing in the morning. It has been uh, scientifically shown to actually wake you up better than caffeine does. It may not feel that way, but water wakes up your body systemically because it's working through the metabolism. So that natural energy production in your body gets going when you start consuming water in the morning because we're dehydrated from, you know, eight or so hours of, you know, not drinking. We need that and uh, throughout the day as well. So if you're starting to feel an energy slump, it may be the most beneficial um, rather than reaching for something with caffeine or some type of stimulant to actually uh, just check in with your hydration and make sure that that is on point. So drink your glasses of water. That's it uh, as far as 
the uh, the supplementation. Again, I'm not getting really deep into the science here. That's not who I am, but I, I just want to give you some tools to explore in case you're having challenges around focus and productivity. I'm going to do one more episode on this topic, and we're going to talk a little bit um, deeper about things that we can actually do. So more somatically to help increase focus and productivity. So we're going to talk about movement and um, and exercise. Certainly that is huge for energy, focus, and productivity. We're going to talk about a little bit about um, meditation. We're going to talk about sulfage frequencies. We're going to talk a little bit about hypnosis because there are very powerful um, tools that we can use in in those areas as well. Uh, so that wraps up this episode on focus and productivity related to supplementation. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and uh, and your attention. Uh, of course, I would really appreciate you uh, subscribing, uh, rating the uh, the show, and uh, sharing as always. Thanks a lot, and until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I hope that you found some impactful takeaways. And if you did, I'd love to hear from you. Share a screenshot on your IG story, tag me, or send me a quick message. This show is for you, so any feedback is welcomed. Hey, and make sure you're also subscribed to the show so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And if you could, take a few minutes to leave me a five-star review. That'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, and be well.